Welcome to Data Destinations, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of hospitality and tourism. Together, we'll journey into the research, data, and technology that is shaping this exciting and fast-paced industry. Our goal is to cultivate conversations with industry experts and thought leaders who are supporting data-driven decisions in destinations and venues. Whether you're a hospitality and tourism professional working in research, data, and technology, or you are intrigued to find out more, we're excited for you to join us on this episode of Data Destinations. Welcome to this installment of Data Destinations. I'm your host, Brooke Adamson, and I'm very excited to introduce my guest for this episode, Timothy Dixon, Senior Business Applications Analyst at Houston First. Timothy and I have known each other for a while, meeting through an independent Ungerbach consultant, David Cotton, and an Ungerbach Users Conference. That conference was a catalyst for me to start this podcast, hoping to create a platform for the great conversations we had and extend them beyond the conference. Timothy, do you want to introduce yourself, Houston First, and how you came to work with Venn? you and accounting technology? Yes, thank you, Brooke. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I came to Houston first as um, a, a, actually a stage technician, um, a light board operator. Uh, we managed the theater district uh, and outdoor venues as well as the convention center. Um, and so when I started, it was actually a, a city position. A city department ran these facilities. And yeah, I started in the lighting department. So I was there for about three years. Um, lighting at the time was moving into um, heavily into more network situations where lighting fixtures were becoming more intelligent and using uh, data infrastructure to uh, communicate back and forth with the lighting light consoles and it was very technical so um, I you know found a comfort uh, in programming lighting and uh, configuring lighting systems that were based on such technology and whatnot so fast forward I got a little, a little antsy about that went into an administrative position there at the theater working underneath the general manager, dealing with budgets and spreadsheets and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, it, 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 you know, and if you've worked with lighting if in that capacity, dealing with spreadsheets and dealing with CAD drawings and whatnot, you know, the, the, they all related to me. They all, they all the, con- the concepts kind of uh, meshed. And so, um, so I found comfort in dealing with uh, in querying data, you know, moving data around and, and, and dealing with different types of, uh, uh, attributes uh, around objects and whatnot. And so it just kind of fit. And so uh, when uh, a position opened up in uh, IT where, you know, they would they needed someone to be kind of between the users and the developers of some core business systems that we use for financial and uh, event management, I applied. And so, uh, and I think you know, at the time, they were comfortable with someone. Well, let's go with someone we know. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that's where it kind of started. Uh, um, training uh, new users in the system, and um, but at the same time, Houston First was going through some transformative things uh, with their uh, financial uh, system. You know, because those implementations can take so long. Yeah, in time, that's kind of where I found myself in IT, and not only, but you know having to work with users and train them on systems, but also users needing information out of those systems that were be, you know, that was beyond what the system was offering in terms of like canned reports and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. and so again, yeah, it was like, okay, well maybe I can, you know, so my experience with dealing with, you know, databases and building access database, you know, uh, applications and whatnot, I went digging and, uh, mm-hmm. and that's how kind of came to, you know, and Power BI was coming to prominence at the time and so I was like, well, let me try this out, you know, and, and so 
we were hosting on Gabak at the time. So we had access to those tables. I know you remember mm-hmm. those days too. So we had access to the back end. And so, um, yeah, uh, it, that's kind of where it started. And, you know, uh, I'm, and, you know, of course, working with David, David showed me a lot of that back end and showed me some, a lot of his queries and whatnot. So it, it all started to click for me. And um, yeah, and then then it was before I knew anything, you know, Power BI was there and I was able to kind of build some custom things that the users needed in sales and, and in event management and whatnot. And that that began that relationship of that with me with that application and being able to, you know, deliver some 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 things to the users that were that was usable at the time. So that's kind of the short and condensed version that 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 process took a little while. I came to to the um, to Houston first at the time, the city of Houston at, in 04. We became Houston first in like uh, 2011. So I'm, uh, I'm at 19 years now with the company. You know, I remember when I first started um, in this industry, there's maybe five destinations and, and venue yeah. organizations around the orga- around the country and in, including Canada, I would say in Canada and the U.S. that had business analysts that were dedicated specifically to this role. Yeah. And so um, so I think a lot of the times it's the event manager or or another or, you know, person that might be technically inclined that just kind of raises their hands in there. They get, you know, sometimes sales admins or uh, admins of a, of a right. department, depending on the role, and uh, they could just kind of get assigned, OK, you're responsible for new users and then sometimes people can update crystal reports and then they're like oh, okay now you <laughs> you are the now Aye. the crystal report guru for the organization Aye. and you kind of just start to grow and grow and then eventually i'm starting to see definitely in the last five ten years a, a huge kind of uh groundswell if you will then of people who have posted jobs for a dedicated business analyst or systems analyst or system administration or what again application manager whatever that looks like for their or for that organization and it's just interesting how much um this piece of our industry has grown um, in the past 10 years. And I, I just yeah. find that it's it's kind of elevated, if you will, the work and the value um, that this role can bring to an organization. It, it is, and, you know, because I think my other point was what I wanted to make was the, the customizations that you are able to provide. I, I found myself in, the, in you know, um, repurposing parts of the system to kind of fit a business process of a particular department or whatnot. You mm-hmm. know, if it was... Um, I remember, I think I did a presentation one time at one of the conferences, um, and it was an F&A dashboard, something for accounting. And so, yeah, creating custom links that, that kind of mirrored their work process, you know, inside the system, um, you know, which was beyond just um, kind of, well, what do you think about this? Well, this is what we need. Um, it was, you know, hearing of the, the, you know, not the complaints, but, you know, just pain points of, well, if, we, if we're trying to get from A to, to B and then all the way to Z, what would be the easiest thing? And then kind of repurposing a dashboard to do that and column names to do that mm-hmm. so that they can have, yeah. active, you know, active links to click on and say, okay, step one is here, step two is here, step three is here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it did evolve. And, you, and, and I was surprised to find myself a couple of times talking uh, with developers who, you know, with managers um, who can take those ideas and, 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 you know, they wouldn't like implement them immediately, but yeah, they can say, you know, that that's true. That that's on, we can put that on the roadmap. You know, that's something that we can actually use. Thank you for that piece of information. You know, we can take that back to the team and start to work on that. And then you start to hear phrases like we listened <laughs> at their subsequent conferences. Mm-hmm. You know, we we heard you and now we have, we're introducing this and whatnot. So yeah, it, it's been, yeah, um, much more than, uh, uh, than reporting. It's, you know, it's, it is definitely, um, um, you know, the, the 
sometimes being able to kind of uh, mold your business process to fit in what the system can do well and, and, you know, diminish those things that, you know, the system doesn't do quite as well, you know, changing mm -hmm. what we do so that to make it fit in other instances, kind of, you know, cajoling and, and saying that this is, this is a need we, you know, let's rethink this, you know, talking to the developers um, and, and come up with something, you know, um, that that's actually working. So, yeah, I'm, you know, I know you know this as well. It's it's kind of been um, a give and take, and then you see the product kind of evolve over time, and you can remember when, yeah, you know th those little things like you know the little context menu item here that wasn't mm. here two years ago that's now mm -hmm. there, you know that you that's usable to you. So yeah, it has evolved. It has over time. Yeah, I think um, we're um, uh, invaluable because I believe that there's just uh, a need. Um, from from those people those 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 companies that provide solutions, um, they they're trying to to throw a blanket over a large swath of needs out there in the industry, and we can be that you know that inner that that you know the the space between to to the specific, you know, and get them um, information coming from the users that is valuable to them and whatnot, and not just report by report, but it's actually you know like long long term mm -hmm. planning. On time, looking down the road, you know, and being able to ask those questions at the conference, you know, where is this headed? You know, <laughs> what do you know? What do you, what do y'all, you know, what do y'all see for this? Right, you know, this is not useful or whatever, you know. So, mm -hmm. and they and 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 that'd be okay. They all be part of the relationship, part of the understanding, and, and it's not just we're not just throwing stones because we're tired of the screen. You know, it's you know, can we make this thing work work a little bit better? So yeah, it, it's it's mm -hmm. uh it's been it's been a, a wild ride, but it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's definitely a like you said, that middle person between the organization and the software company and being an advocate for the mm -hmm. future and what it can do. And I think that's mm -hmm. um, you know, just so interesting to me too, as we start to see up companies that have provided technology to the you know, destination venues evolve and and what that looks like um from a business analyst standpoint and how you can continue to leverage their uh, improvements and innovation for your own organization and and like you said, kind of map it out. I think sometimes it's hard to, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff out there that can be applied to our industry. And I think we're a slower industry to adopt new technology, but I think that once we see it happen and we see, especially, you know, at the trade show floor at IBM or Destinations International, right? And you see the the, the new piece of technology and you're like, oh, wow, I could really, that could be really great for me. Um, but having the patience sometimes, uh, the maturity to think about a roadmap and when it's going to be uh, you know, kind of purposeful and and kind of helpful to the organization and not moving too fast. And, um, right. you know, I think I've seen a lot of organizations that are looking toward business intelligence specifically, uh, trying to see what other business intelligence software companies might be able to provide. Um, but sometimes those have a big cost and initially, right? And so you're, you're planning of, okay, how are we going to afford something along these lines? And will our users or, or organization use it to the full value? And so some things like Power BI or, you know, software companies are going to have some type of reporting applications within their own uh, software system. So, you know, it's saying, what can that system do? What can Power BI do? How can we maybe test 
uh, an uh, kind of an idea of what a business intelligence dashboard or new report or something that pulls multiple data sources into one, testing that out first and seeing if you're able to utilize that and then move from there to something that might be a little bit more professional or polished or, and then obviously with the bigger price tag. And I've had some conversations recently about the idea between what is interesting and what is useful um, kind of in terms of this reporting and, and business intelligence. And I know that there are dashboards being created and reports that are being sent that will never be used um, definitely to the fullest in- intended value. And I think it's important to think about the users and what's truly actionable. And and so can you talk a little bit about maybe that journey for you or, or an example that you have of kind of how that, what that looks like to to have a roadmap and start small sometimes and then grow from, from there? Yeah, um, for, for me, it was, the need was the financials. And then there was, um, well, we, we used the system, again, repurposing something that was not designed for, <laughs> but we used one of the outer facing uh, modules uh, for hot collection. And, um, and so there was a, a need to, you know, pull data out of Ungerbach and, and get it done in a, in a particular spreadsheet that that was useful to sales. And, um, it took a whole lot of work. It did, you know, because I was learning at the, you know, I'm again learning at the time. Uh, but yeah, we were pulling raw data out of uh, Ungerbox tables and then and developing uh, a report that they that they wanted to see. It was a particular report that a consultant had given them. Uh, so there was very specific uh, formatting and, and 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 that kind of thing. That all, all of the back end was very specific. So um, it was uh, it it was perfect for me because it it, it allowed me to you know really get my mind wrapped around what Power BI was um, really good at, which is uh, the reports are great, but what it's really, really good, uh, good at is building data models and uh, pulling data out of multiple systems, as you mentioned before, and modeling those, you know, being able to apply steps to the process of the ETL, the extra, you know, extract, transform and load process is all documented. And so it really allowed me to kind of dive in and pull, you know, uh, create a model outside of the SQL database that was useful to us so that we could build the report. It was a lot of stages to what we to what I was doing. Um, so it it was there was a direct need at the time and it and it helped me to learn the product, but it but um, you know that's on one end of the spectrum though, I, because again that was very specific on something that they needed. Financials was mm-hmm. were were different um, because it was a different system. Uh, 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 Dynamics uh, AX at the time uh, before we moved into the cloud, uh, and um, you know, and they they had reports running in Management Reporter that they were very fond of, and um, I was not all that fond of that product. So you know, and I I you know I'm now getting my feet wet and, and feeling confident in Power BI. I'm like, okay, well let's 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 just 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 this is see, you know, let's just mm-hmm. see what happens with this this budget versus actuals here you know and so um it started there it was you know and it's still as you mentioned before it's it's hard to to get people to move especially in this in this industry because i think the deal is um business is so far down the road often you know you you start talking about bookings five ten years from now um Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of them and now you're saying, well, we should do something different, you know, or try to do different system or something like that. It, the implications are, are very wide reaching. It starts hitting a lot of different areas when you when you talk about that stuff. So it's it's uh, difficult to do. Um, but 
uh, that's but being able to know if you've got enough money in a particular account to make it to the end of the fiscal year is something that everybody needs all the time. And so it was it's a it's a, a perfect opportunity if anybody's thinking about it, because financials are not that complex. Some of them are, but a budget versus actual is not um, a year to date expense detail and stuff. It's not. Um, it does give you a chance to, to kind of, you know, um, put one or two things out there. Um, show them, show it to the user, send them the shortcut URL so that they can run it themselves and verify it and that kind of, and, and then, and then you, you have your back end, you have all your development work done and documented. Uh, if they bite and they start using it, then you, you've got things there. Um, that, that to, I can't see it, you know, really, and maybe some people have rolled out some things. Um, it probably takes a small army to do if you're going to roll out a, a you know a suite of reports and say this is what we're doing now. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. I think you you have to start um, one or two things and you know just get them you know and 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 start the ball rolling from there. You you know, we think about data unifying and that kind of thing, and it does eventually. But I think to get there, you know, you you definitely are working in different. Uh, areas of the company and you definitely work, you know, with very specific needs. Sales is not like FNA, is not like event management. Mm -hmm. they, they just need different things. And so, um, and so to this point, there's been a lot of uh, work done in each area and very little about unifying those, those, those things. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, time goes, you know, time goes on, it, it may happen, but, um, but yeah, start small, you know, one report, one, you know, a couple of tables, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and some relationships and and just see where see see where, where it's headed and, and again you get to learn the product um and um and then uh build that trust uh with uh with the users and which is very easily very easily broken so you know, you know it's, it's it's imperative to start small do manage what you can do under promise right and over deliver mm -hmm. that kind of yep. thing but yeah you, you you because the trust that once the trust gets broken it's hard to put it back <laughs> it mm -hmm. really, yeah 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 and i think uh you know i've talked with before about kind of that balance between the art and science of business analysis and thinking a little bit about you know that there's uh, concepts that are very um, kind of mechanical, if you will, right? That you process management, um, continuous improvement projects, user analysis, software updates, right? That there's things that are very technical um, and they take kind of that um, scientific approach, right? That you, to be uh, really thinking through that process. And as you said, like having a roadmap and being very methodical about the way that you you do each step and, um, and using some of those um, best practices that you can look at in any industry around business analysis. And I think that, um, but then that balance balance between the art, right? The the user kind of building relationships, uh, making sure that you kind of keep that trust um, to sustain that between uh, you and the user, um, and then change management, right? Which, which again, can obviously overlap a little bit with the science behind it, but really right. making sure that the steps that you're going to take to implement something or to do a change, you know, is, is going to have the impact and the value that you want it to have. That sometimes what you want to implement isn't going to, you, you realize that might not happen. And, you know, right. I uh, started with an organization and I was like, okay, you know, I, I waited my six months, made sure 
sure that I really learned a lot from the organization and and from the the power users and the departments that use the system a lot. But then I was like, okay, I'm ready to implement. Let's, you know, this is something that I saw every single convention center that I ever saw, you know, that they used statuses to manage their event processes all the way from the very beginning, all the way through accounting. And um, so I made that recommendation and, um, and people kind of looked at me and was like, well, who complained about this process? And I was like, <laughs> no one, you know, it was, it's just that it's just best practice. Let's go do it. Right. And to me, it was like, this is best practice. This is a process improvement. Like, let's move forward. What else do we have to talk about? Right, and um, right, and so right. I cl- quickly was like, oh, okay, this, I need more steps in between uh, me coming to that realization and the rest of the team coming to that realization. Cause it was a company-wide, you know, each department that intersected with events um, for that one organization needed to be behind this, this update. And so um, it took another few years and eventually it, it did become more of a grassroots effort to say, hey, we really want, uh, we need an idea of how to manage these two processes. And I was like, event statuses would be perfect. <laughs> and so then, um, you know, I got I got them there. But it, but yeah. definitely I could have, you know, you might be able to play, you know, that management card or go, get, go convince an executive to, you know, put the hammer down and say, nope, we're moving there. Um, but if your users aren't, you know, if they don't understand why you want to do that, if they don't understand, um, you know, the, the process and and how to get there and, and what the purpose is behind what you're trying to to implement, um, then you're going to lose that trust and you're not going to um, other projects that that can have a similar value aren't going to get done either and um, and you start to to kind of have people question your motives of of why you're doing what you're doing. Right, right, and that's why like data governance is like really important. It's it's so elusive though. I I I I, I dabbled with it. Some time ago, I, I I think my promise is that I'll get back to it at some point. But it was it's uh that's a, that's a tough one to actually get the the stakeholders around the table and start saying, okay, well, look, you know, what we need is governance over this data. We need to define what the important data is, what it is, you know, what it means to each area, you know, what we call it, you know, what the process is if we're going to change something and whatnot, because. I tried it and, it and it was a fun conversation for an afternoon, but it was clear that it was not going, <laughs> it mm-hmm. was not, not going to stick. And after a while, nobody's coming to the meetings because everybody has what they need, what they need, but you mm-hmm. run into it from time to time because somebody will request, you know, as you know, Uncle Bachman, you know, has a finite number of available fields. And when you start maxing those out and it's like, well, we need another field that does this, you know, and somebody sees it and like what and you get the call from some other area. Mm-hmm. What is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you know, well, mm-hmm. that was requested, you know, and we added it. And so it's yeah, it, it, and and that's so the need is always there. Uh I'm uh um yeah, I, I said I'd get, but again, you know, maybe maybe not start with so many people, maybe uh one one or two advocates that understand the importance of data, data governance, but it's a it's an important piece. I, and I don't know that um and let's have time for that. To be honest, you know, it's 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 a, it's something the users ha- kind of have to take take ownership of. And so you kind of suggest it to them and kind of guide and and you know, but the the, the fervor has to come from them. Uh, otherwise, as you say, you, you're kind of you, you're in this position of you know talking at them and and, mm-hmm. and and not with them, and you know because you understand it, but they don't. You know, so yeah, once they get the need, no, 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 we have to define. No, 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 that can't be. You can't do that. That's that number is important. No, we don't calculate. You know that number mm-hmm. that way. You know, and it was interesting to see that kind of happen between the users, but you know, we never 
you know, that's probably on me to not take those moments and say, okay, let's see, you know, we had data governance back when, <laughs> maybe we should meet again, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, to, to, uh, you know, to see the two, you know, philosophies about, you know, available square foot or something, you know, you know, what, how we calculate that, you know, depending on what's going on and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, that, and again, that's apart from systems, that's apart from it, that's all business like philosophy and, you know, and somebody's different approaches to it. So you find yourself as an analyst in those, in those spaces and it's, <laughs> it's adventurous, you know, it's like, you know, but, um, you know, it's a skill that, uh, I think just deserves development, but, uh, it's very little talked about, you know, among, you know, among what we, you know, among those that do what we do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, a common kind of phrase, if you will, in human-centered design is designing with and not for right. and making sure that it is a process. Um, do you guys have, I mean, you talked about get data governance group. Um, do you have uh, kind of power users in, in different departments? I know you, Houston Ferts manages a lot of brands and a lot of um, yeah. components. And so do you have people in kind of each of those brands that use maybe, you know, a group that uses Momentus now, right? Momentus Enterprise or people that use Power BI or, or kind of thinking about these different systems that you manage, the financials. Um, do you have power users that kind of work together and meet and talk about best practices and talk about sharing or, or is it pretty separate between the brands? It's pretty, it's pretty separate. Yeah. It's pretty mm -hmm. separate. And, and, you know, that's regrettably, you know, we, and we, we talk, you know, we, we talk uh, about, you know, improving that over, you know, over time, um, you know, the silos that people often use that term that people work in silos and what will often happen is that people, you know, we have a lot of systems here, you know, and so, um, and, you know, us in IT, we were here like, gosh, there's three systems that do the same thing, <laughs> you know, but, uh, um, you know, and, and try as we might, hey, you can do this in Unglebach, Unglebach does this, you know, that, that kind of thing, it, 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 it you know, it, it doesn't really fall on deaf ears, it's just, you know, you know how it is when people see something, you know, the, the shiny mm -hmm. object, you know, it's like, and the, the consultants have done a good job selling it. So they're going to get it. You know? And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, so it's, um, yeah, I think between those, I think within those areas, yeah, we do have, there's a great group in the event management system. They're in the system a lot. A um, mm -hmm. lot of transactions in the system, a lot of functions, hundreds and hundreds of functions. So mm -hmm. they're a great group. Uh, our in-house contractor, we got them in Nungabak some a couple some years back. Very good group. Um, of course, they're you know they're in there entering hundreds and hundreds of transactions all the time, and we're hopefully going to push out. Um, we we finished a, an ESC or an outer um, uh, exhibitor service center for them, mm -hmm. so they can start taking exhibitor orders online. Um, they're they're a great group out here, you know, and um, you know, but it, it with a contractor, it's kind of. <laughs> It's, you know, um, yeah, it's not something, it's not a product that they went and found. So it, it's a, it's a, you know, but luckily they had another location, this, this the particular contractor that uses Uncle Box. So it, it made it, uh, they at least had a resource to say, you know, to talk to and whatnot. But um, yeah, but I don't think that there's anything in terms of like uh, 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 meetings, regular meetings in terms to share ideas about uh, various things. Um, Time, time and again, we'll put together some kind of, uh, you know, a meeting to talk with, you know, either us. Most often it's like with, with Uncle Bach trainers or something like that. We'll mm -hmm. put together a, a few days of, you know, a few hours of training here or there because the turnover can happen. And there's a, you know, four or five new users, you know, that have been trained by 
you know, their coworkers, but, you know, they may want some, some additional things in there. Um, but I think, yeah, it's all very event based, you know, event oriented, you know, we, you know, there's, I don't think we, we don't dream enough, you know, uh, together, <laughs> you know, in the various areas to think about, you know, different ways of, of doing things. But if I go to an area, to the event managers, if I just stop by the offices, we'll, we'll have a conversation about something mm-hmm. that they want to see. Yeah, for sure. And the same with the food and beverage operator, you know, but, uh, um, and you know we we uh, try as we again we 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 hope that in the future we might be able to bring some more things in the underbox. Um, we use General Ledger, but we only use it just you know as a as kind of a um, you know we store the data temporarily and, and you know and then move it into our financial system. Uh, we don't really use uh, underbox for all of our accounting, but you know so that's a dream of mine <laughs> that we'll mm-hmm. actually move accounting all the way into uh, to underbox. But you know. Yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, it's something necessary. I think we we have to do it. Um, and as you mentioned a little little while ago, it can take years for that kind of stuff to gel. And I think you know the day to day of you know just doing the gig, you know, can kind of overshadow some of the long range goals. So, um, you know, when the meetings dwindle down to a precious few people who show up, go ahead and keep having the meeting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's because it's a, you know. Even though it doesn't feel like it's making a difference, I think you know that's where I drop the ball. That I should have just kept meeting to say, hey, you know, just keep we, we're still meeting. Come on, come on, and um, you know, and and it'll I think eventually move past break fixes and you know, hey, fix this for me, fix this for me, mm-hmm. into something a little bit more, uh, you know, idea idea based, so we can ideate together. You know, that mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think the organization I was working for during the pandemic um, or kind of before and then and then during it, it I think a lot of that stuff stopped. Right. Because you were just kind of, you know, people weren't in the system necessarily as much. And um, we were just kind of trying to get through. And and um, and, you know, while it, it was nice that the organization was um, actually just about ready to go under construction um, for an expansion and they had uh, the buffer, they were expecting some uh, downturn in revenue anyway. And so when the pandemic hit, uh, there were a lot of factors that really went to be able to sustain the full time employees throughout that time period. And so there were a lot of conversations around process improvements and what we could do but and so there was there was some of that but it also again you know that you were just trying to keep the organization afloat and try to see what we could do and and um all the things that the pandemic was um for our industry it was it was just tough no matter you know it wasn't necessarily again that the process improvement um on the floor wasn't always uh you know the priority but um i think that that's something that i'm you know kind of kicking back up again right is starting you know i I helped um the crva uh implement some additional training right getting all sales managers across the venues together, getting all event managers um, together and trying to, you know, operations teams and just trying to see, you know, again, a little bit sparked from the Ungerbach Users Conference that we went to in, in Niagara this year, but being able to think about how great it was to get these teams together and uh, the collaboration and like I said, the the ideation that can happen um, and really helping them think through what what's next, right? What types of things can we solve for them? Um, and while not everything's possible and, you know, there's definitely always the requests that you get of, you know, if you could just change the screen and I'm like, I really, I wish I could, I cannot program the system to do something different. I said, I can change the dictionary. I can, I can make it, you know, rearrange. I can do a lot, but I can't, uh, can't change some functionality in the back end of the system. And so, um, but like you said, kind of that, that continued collaboration between the users, between the analysts and between the software company and starting to see, you know, kind of getting that 
that back up and running. Um, Because I think a lot of things kind of paused, if you will, um, over the last three years and, you know, conferences and other things. And um, so getting us back together and getting us kind of, you know, as an industry talking about uh, these things, it's analysts getting together and then as user groups getting together and kind of helping each other out. And I think... um, I think it's definitely something that is on people's minds of how do you how do you kind of reinvigorate those those teams because there has been a lot of turnover um, and there is a lot of change that has happened and so how do you kind of level set and get everyone again kind of thinking through about working you know kind of collaboratively in the system across different departments um, and and what that might look like All with right. a different team moving forward. All right. Um, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, your time. A really um, great conversation. And um, and definitely, like I said, some things I'm going to write down. We'll, we'll hold you to uh, talking about these at the, the next conference. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It is fun. We got to do it again. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Data Destinations. We hope you've gained valuable insights into the research, data, and technology driving the hospitality and tourism industry. Remember, the journey doesn't end here. Stay connected with us to continue exploring the ever-changing landscape of travel and tourism by visiting Data Destinations podcast on Facebook and our website at adamsonconsultancy.com. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. Your support helps us reach more listeners and cultivate more great conversations. Thank you to our listeners for joining us on this exciting journey. Until next time, commit to constant curiosity as we shape the future research, data, and technology landscape of our exciting industry.